Hey everybody, welcome back to Fit Faith. This is Tara, your host. And if you'd like to find me on social media, you can find me on facebook.com slash fitfaithco, C-O. Anyways, today the topic is going to be about our spirituality and food addiction. So if you're a Christian, this is for you. And if you're struggling with food addiction, this is doubly for you. Um, So I hope to offer you some words of encouragement and talk a little bit about what it means to have faith and be in the midst of food addiction. All right, everyone. So today I wanted to talk to you a little bit about our faith and having food addiction. Now, a lot of times this is a struggle and I'm speaking to mostly the women out there, but I'm speaking to you men too that are listening in. Um, When we're Christian, it can be really easy to believe that as we go through our life, whatever we ask for in prayer, we will receive. We've all heard this, right? But then we wonder, why isn't God answering our prayers? Why is it that I keep asking in prayer for this one thing and it's, I don't see a change in my life? And we have to remember that faith without works is dead. And so, and that says in James, faith without works is dead. And so we have to remember that while we have faith in Christ, Christ calls us to live out our faith. And so we have to do the things we need to do in order to aid in our healing sometimes. Yes, God performs amazing miracles on his own. He is our healer and he is amazing. And sometimes it's not always in the form of just him automatically healing that one thing. Sometimes it's in the form of giving us the tools that we need to recover from certain things and that we have to do certain things, right? Like you would not break your leg and then not go to the doctor and expect that God's going to miraculously heal your leg, right? When you know that if you just go to the doctor, you can get a cast, you're going to get your cast off, you're going to do some physical therapy, you're going to take your medicine, to help relieve some of the pain. And you're going to pray in the meantime that God's going to make all that healing come through when your legs and be perfectly fine when you're all done with it, right? Like you're not going to take this, you're not going to just ignore the broken leg and pray when you know that God has given us physicians, he's given us tools that we need to heal that thing, right? So that kind of goes along with food addiction. Because a lot of times with addictions, We get so caught up in these things that we forget that there are things that we can do to set us up for success, to help us overcome the temptations and be delivered from evil, to be delivered from that addiction. So prayer, yes, is number one important in our life. We have to have prayer. We have to have that close connection with God because you're going to have moments in your food addiction where You have to pray. You're going to need God's strength. You're going to need his power to overcome. And so you need to have that connection. You have to be plugged into that source. You know, God is that, that source. He's our light, right? So if you have a light in a bedroom and you have that light plugged into the wall to, in order to turn that light on, like God is that source of energy. He's what turns on our faith. He's what lights up, you know, when we just have to, we have to connect in prayer and get close to him so that he can light up our lives. Anyways, so prayer is number one important. And you have to read your word. You have to know 
what God's word says. You have to know what his promises are and that he's going to bring you through because there's going to be times that you need encouragement and you're going to have to encourage yourself. Not everybody is always there for you sometimes. And when it comes to the struggles of food addiction, this is one of those really tricky diseases. And yes, it is a disease just like alcohol addiction and drug addiction. Except we cannot avoid food. We still need to eat. And we still have people in our lives that are enabling us. And we still have people in our lives that don't understand what food addiction really is. And so this is all very important because we have to be in close connection with God. Because sometimes the people around us are not always going to be our best cheerleaders. And we need that encouragement. And we need that that strength that comes from God. So get in your word and pray because those are two important things that we need to do. So when it comes to food addiction and faith, there's other resources available. This podcast is one of those resources available. Um, Working with me in coaching, that's another resource available. There's other coaches out there that also do this. It's not a very widely popular topic yet, but it's becoming more and more known. And it's starting to become more recognized among um, the medical field. And so it's important to enlist people and gain the resources that you need that are going to help you overcome that food addiction. Two of the most important things that you can do in your in addiction is to have a meal plan in place and to know what it is that your trigger foods are and to be able to abstain from the sugar and the flour that try to hold us in bondage sometimes. Okay, so let's talk a minute about abstinence. Okay, it's very easy to say you're going to go on a diet, you're going to follow a food plan, and then you start to feel like you're being denied and restricted food and you really want it and then that triggers something in you and you end up binging on something and you fall off the wagon and you say, oh, this diet didn't work and blah, 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 right? Um, Food plans are super important. Having a program in place is super important to healing from food addiction, But this is not about dieting. This is not about setting a set of rules for yourself and then feeling like you are being deprived of what you really want, okay? Yes, you're going to have to make some sacrifices. That's with anything. It takes hard work and sacrifice, and it, it can be hard. But this is not all about your willpower. You have to recognize that your body is physically dependent on sugar and flour. Your body and your brain have been so um oh my gosh, what's the word? <laughs> like you're they've been so de- dependent on these things for so long that the neural pathways in your brain, everything, the serotonin and the dopamine and the opiates and the everything that's the the opiate pathway and the the cannabinoid pathway, like these things just light up when you when you eat these foods, right? That have sugar and flour and things like that in them, dairy. There's a ton of different trigger foods and you have to find what works for you. And it's, a, it's really a process. This is all a process and it's all a journey about you growing and identifying the things that really work for you and what don't work for you. And so when I talk about having to have a food plan and, and, um, and some kind of program in place, 
it's not about creating a diet. It's, it's about discovering yourself. It's about discovering what it is that works for you. And so abstinence is what you need to do, number one. And the first thing and the greatest thing that needs to be abstinence from is sugar. And I, I did a, a Facebook Live not long ago and I was going on a rant about sugar. And i was um been reading a book about, about being free from sugar. And oh my goodness, like it's just, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous how sugar has become ingrained in every single thing that we eat. Even healthy things. If you go to the store, even like a bag of of um like baby carrots you can buy they add sugar into that you can buy ones without it but they add sugar into it and isn't it crazy um and we really don't need that but they know the food manufacturers know and the industry knows that sugar creates an addiction in our brains and the more they can get it in our system the more addicted we become to it the more addicted and dependent we become on the foods and we keep going back to the same brands over and over the same foods over and over that are causing obesity and causing diabetes and high blood pressure and um oh my gosh and skin conditions and everything you can think of endocrine conditions polycystic ovarian syndrome like the the PCOS like these things like it's it's crazy how these foods contribute to these diseases or create them and so we need to become aware and be educated about these things and then realize that we need to abstain from them. Um, so sugar would be my first suggestion. And I want you to know that it's not going to be a straight line. You're going to have ups and downs and you're going to go left and right and have curves. And this journey is not, it's not a clear-cut journey for anyone dealing with food addiction. It's all about... It's all about learning. It's all about learning about yourself and setting up our environments for success and also our relationships and who we are letting influence us when it comes to what we are eating and how we're coping with things. So I want you to take that into consideration today and... Um, and if you are wanting to take the first step of abstinence of sugar, go for it. Like, let that be one thing. Because there's multiple things that contribute to food addiction. But this is one thing that you could start today. And you don't have to clear out your schedule and abstain from everything and clear out your cupboard and go buy all new food. Even though it's helpful to not have it in the house. Get rid of whatever you can get rid of. But... But if you can do one thing at a time and just start with sugar, because sugar really isn't everything and you're going to feel a little overwhelmed, maybe as you look in your cupboard and you look at the ingredients of everything in your cupboard and realize how sugar is takes part in everything, um, look in your refrigerator and see what's in it. Um, so I just want you to think about today. And when you when I'm talking about sugar, I'm not talking about sugar that's in apples or bananas or grapes. Okay, I want you to know I'm talking about processed sugar. I'm talking about processed foods. Um, if you want to buy cane sugar, that's also another, like I would not suggest it. Don't buy cane sugar either. Like the whole point is to get, get those taste buds changed because um, food addiction can change the way that we taste food. 
um, our taste buds become dull. And then we don't know how to enjoy regular, organic, homegrown food. We don't know how to enjoy things like brown rice anymore because our taste buds have adjusted to like white rice with like butter in it and salt in it and um, who knows what else you put in your rice. <laughs> you can make it all kinds of different ways. But but that's the thing. Like we we have trained our taste buds to enjoy the taste of sweet things. And so if we can start to abstain from sugar, our taste buds are going to change. You're going to find that even though the food that you really don't want to eat <laughs> tastes bland now, um, if you stick with it, you're going to find that your taste buds change and you're going to start to taste the natural flavors of food and things are going to start to taste so much better. Um, I can't tell you, like there's, I used to, I'm trying to think of what I, like I hated brown rice. I still am not quite to the point where I love it, but I am to the place where I can eat it now. And so that's one thing that I know for me personally um, has changed because I used to get jasmine rice. I love jasmine rice. Um, it's just, oh my gosh, like I, if I was going to eat rice, that's, I could eat like bowls of rice. <laughs> and I know that's silly, but, um, it sounds silly, but my, my brain respond, responded to jasmine rice and it just, but it's not good. It's not really that healthy. And so, um, brown rice, is more plain tasting, doesn't taste as good, less flavor. But as your taste buds start to adjust, you start to um, realize it's really not that bad. Um, And you're like, yeah, I can eat this. And the thing is, is you're not eating a ton of carbs every day anyways, because as a food food addict, carbs are one thing that we want to start to cut down on because um, the way our body responds to it. So even if we're eating whole grains um, and sweet potatoes and beans for our carbs, we still limit, you know, and try not to eat a ton of them. So that's just something to consider. And there's so many things, so many things that go into food addiction. And I don't know how I got onto the topic of food because today is one of those days where my little ones were just, they're, one of them's home today because he wasn't feeling too good. And so... I was like, oh my gosh, I haven't had time to really put something together. So I hope this is helpful for you today. I hope whoever's listening that you're able to um, learn a little bit more about food addiction and what you need to do and to have faith, have faith that everything's going to work out just fine for you. And as, as a believer, God says that all things will work out according to his purpose for those who love him. All things work out for the good according to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So I want you to think about that today. So speaking a little bit about sugar, I want to mention the scripture where God says, all things are permissible, but not all things are beneficial. And I want to mention that because sugar, it's not a sin. It's not a sin to eat sugar. In fact, God made so many different things for us to consume for our pleasure, not just for sustenance. God knows that we get pleasure from eating as well, and he created pleasurable food for that. So it's a joyful thing. It's a wonderful thing. But when we take things that God created for us and we twist it, then it doesn't become so beneficial anymore. 
And so we have to remember that sugar, if you cannot moderate it and you have a food addiction, then it must be something that we need to abstain from because it's not going to be beneficial for us. It's not going to be good for us any longer. And then it's going to contribute to all those diseases and illnesses that are um, associated with obesity. So we need to think about that. And um, I just wanted to put that out there for a word of encouragement as well, that uh, God created a great created these things, right? Everything God created was good. He created this world. He created us. He created our food. He created all the beautiful things that we can look at every single day. God's, God's, God's existence is, it is evident in all creation, right? So we just need to remember that and keep that in mind that God created a lot of things for our good. And I could even associate that with sex for the mature ones that are listening here. Um, that God created that as a beautiful, beautiful experience, right? But we took that experience and then we twisted it into something that isn't for his glory anymore. And that's evident in so many things in our culture. So I just want to put that out there to think about that. And remember that sugar, flour, dairy, these things that grasp us in the, in the, like, in the grips of food addiction, that they're not necessarily bad things. It's just that our bodies are just wired and predisposed and we've been exposed to it so much that it seems like it's a normal thing, but it's really not. And so um, when it starts contributing to our health and our health starts deteriorating because of it, then we start to realize, hey, we have an issue. And so I wanted to leave you with that today. I hope you have a wonderful day. I thank you for listening. I hope you were encouraged in the scripture and God word, God's word that I, um, that I talked about today. And have a wonderful week. Enjoy the rest of your week. And I will talk to you again on Thursday.